God bless America. Yep, that is right. God bless America. And welcome back, you guys, to part two of Rotten Culture equals bankruptcy. And part two needing to be done here because my podcast provider said that, well, the Rotten Culture equals bankruptcy part one episode, which was originally just one episode, was too big. So I've had to split this thing, give you a little bit of an intro here as we get into the second half of my rift that was originally on part one. But no worries, no worries. We're still going to have the conversation. We're still going to talk about all the same stuff that was on there. And we're going to come off the back half of what we finished in the last episode and dig into the details of America's rotten culture and how is leading us to bankruptcy in every single way possible, monetarily, socially, morally, the values that we have. But before we do that, I'd like to, as a bit of a reminder, and yet again, I don't feel comfortable doing a cold open where I don't give any type of intro and I just play the clip, but I would like to remind us by playing again, Paul Harvey, if I were the devil, so we can remember what Paul Harvey actually saw coming from American culture, from the social acceptable norms in American culture and American society in 1965. So again, before I get into anything else here, I want to play Paul Harvey, If I Were the Devil, 1965, on what he would do if he were the devil to destroy the United States of America. So here's Paul Harvey, 1965, If I Were the Devil. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. Well, you bet. I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, 
in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. You know, it really is wild at the accuracy of Paul Harvey's If I Were the Devil. I mean, it's unbelievable. Every single one of those things came to fruition. It's really crazy the accuracy and honestly, the level of prophecy that exists within that, I guess we call it a poem. But it's really unbelievable because all of those things that he saw happening back then, they all came to fruition. And it's it's just as chilling every time I listen to it that I'm like, oh my God, this man saw it. There were people speaking it saying that these things are coming and nobody did anything about it. And when you reference nobody did anything about it, why I honestly don't believe it was the voters, the American people that found these things, these beliefs, these cultural changes to be okay. It was the people they were electing that were supposed to be the opposition, the Republicans who seem to be the base of Republican elected officials seem to be the Reagan Democrats or essentially like the Reagan Democrats, the Democrats that got flipped over to middle right, center right by Ronald Reagan. But yet we saw many of these things, the buildup to these things that were happening a little bit before Ronald Reagan. So it's it's bizarre in that there's almost no conservative elected official Republican Party opposition to any of that stuff that people saw coming. They saw it coming. And there's no opposition. There is no opposition party in this country. There's conservative voters that provide opposition, but the elected officials, the Republican elected officials are doing nothing while the Democrats are actively perverting the law, perverting the Constitution, subverting the Constitution, and totally disregarding the norms of our society and the way our justice system works to indict Donald Trump on bullshit and to indict and arrest and imprison conservatives for dissent while those things go on. And the left weaponizes the federal government and government institutions at the state and local levels against conservative dissent, trying to destroy free speech. They're obviously trying to destroy the Second Amendment because they don't want us to be able to stand up for ourselves be it in a self-defense capacity or in the event that the federal government becomes tyrannical and God forbid we would ever have to try to defend ourselves from the federal government. But how can you not at least allow these things to cross your mind as you see the federal government trying to hire 87,000 armed IRS agents? As we see these things going on, as we see every single Republican, except for maybe 30 of them up in Congress, are neocon globalists in the worst sense. The things that have gotten thousands upon thousands of Americans killed in these useless, endless wars, that the reasons we fought those wars were lies, that we see American jobs and factories shipped overseas, millions of jobs gone, American industries decimated, as we see the middle class is shrinking and deteriorating as the globalists have created an economic situation that the middle class can't afford. Like I said, one in five single-family homes purchased in the United States of America is purchased by Wall Street, by a corporation 
And in fact, one of the major purchasers of American single-family homes is a Canadian company. It's unbelievable what has been done to this country, either with the assistance of the Republican Party, shifting liberal, or with the completely theatrical and fake opposition that they pretend to oppose what the liberals are doing. If they actually opposed it, would they not stand up with the same vigor and the same fight that the liberals are doing to impose Marxism and communism on us, to impose a culture and a society on us that is dictated by the World Economic Forum where you will own nothing and you will be happy? Well, that's a bunch of shit. That is fundamentally against the basic principles of the United States of America and property rights, the right to own personal property, the right to own things that are yours that the government does not get to interfere with, does not get to take away from you. It is a basic right that they are trying to take away from us, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the right to private property, as Christy Noam allows a carbon capture pipeline in her state, which I really liked her before, but she is allowing a private company to come in primarily because it is funded or owned by her biggest donor to go through and claim eminent domain on a hundred farms in her state. Yes, a private company exercising eminent domain while Christy Nome, who ran on property rights, sits by and does nothing. It is all fake opposition. And the reason our culture has gotten to this point is because the elected officials, the Republican Party that is supposed to represent conservatives, real conservatives, the voters, the actual conservatives that still hold American principles and values, that still believe in God, that believe in the Judeo-Christian values and principles that this country was founded on, that still believe those things. But yet, they provide no opposition. As the left goes around in jails or runs these civil litigations against people that spends them into bankruptcy. While there are organizations around this country that their sole purpose is to ensure or to fight against anybody, any lawyer that wants to defend a conservative, including Donald Trump, especially Donald Trump, in attempts to get them disbarred. Donald Trump is having an unbelievably difficult time, as well as many other of his officials that worked with him or conservatives in Washington, D.C., getting legal representation. Because there is a group out there, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what their name is, the 68 Project, or I don't know, that was Hamilton 68. Um, Oh, gosh, dang it. I can't remember. But there is an organization out there that is actively going around threatening lawyers and attorneys who dare to represent conservatives who are having their constitutional rights violated. This is actually happening in America as the Republicans stand by and do nothing as the Republican leadership for decades has been fake theatrical opposition. A major reason why we've gotten here. And I want to remind us before we get into the back half of my rift that I had to cut in half because the previous part one episode was way too long and the podcast website said, yeah, you can't make one this big. It's got it. You got to split this thing into two or you got to break this thing up or make it shorter. I didn't want to make it shorter because the rift I thought was really good. I thought it was important. I talked about a lot of things on there in this rift, as you see on the backside of this thing, that are things that oftentimes we're afraid to talk about. We have to stop that. But 
The fake opposition of the Republican Party is what has led us to this place. The spineless, coward, feckless Republican Party that has no ability, no backbone to stand up against the Marxists and communists and say, absolutely not. We are not doing this. This is the McCarthy era on steroids. They are destroying America while the representatives of conservatives who are supposed to be pushing back against this do shit. It's disgusting. It's despicable. It's unbelievable. And here, as as I said, I want to play this clip again to remind everybody of the ideology of that opposition party and the things that they're focused on, the reasons that they don't want to get into the culture wars. And I want to play you a prominent voice again that I played in the last episode just to remind us as we get into the culture war rift that I did that we remember what the position is of these cowards who have led us to this exact point right here. So here's the coward, the liar, and the grifter, Paul Ryan, the feckless, spineless, weak need Paul Ryan, who fought Donald Trump on most of his policies at every turn, who is the reason that the wall's not done. Yes, you, Paul Ryan, you're the reason that Donald Trump did not finish the wall. You could not gather up the support to protect the United States of America, you freaking coward. So here's Paul Ryan. I want to play this clip for you again, talking about how he will not get into the culture wars because, well, they're just too divisive. As if we can just fix the economics of the country. As if we can pay down the debt a little bit, give you slightly lower taxes. Maybe we'll fight a little bit to try to not kill as many babies. And maybe we'll do a couple little things and that'll fix everything. Because if the culture rots to absolute shit, but the economic system is fine. Well, it's, it's a little bit better. It's slightly better because that, that'll make everything okay. But we'll still keep driving forward on our globalist principles. So without further ado, here's the feckless, spineless coward, Paul Ryan, describing to you exactly why the Republicans suck. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a culture war guy. Uh, I think it's really polarizing. Look, I, I, on some of these issues, I'll side, uh, you know, with the anti-woke crowd. But to me, I'm worried about a debt crisis. I'm worried about, you know, the future of our country and, and China. There are big policy problems that we need to tackle if we want to have a great 21st century for this country. Um, my work at AEI Notre Dame and my Poverty Foundation is all about poverty and upward mobility. You know, what I worry about are the big policy challenges that are going unresolved or made worse by Joe Biden. So that's why I want to win this election so we can actually fix these big policy problems. Yeah. Culture war politics is good primary election politics. It's very divisive, but it's very effective divisive. politics. It's effective politics. I'll grant you that. But for me, I'm an old Jack Kemp guy. I believe in inclusive aspirations politics, solve problems. We got we got huge problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got a debt saying, crisis coming. Saying, so we got to get on top of that. Saying, no, neither Speaker, Biden or Trump are good on this issue. So this, both of these yeah. people. What you're saying, Mr. Speaker, is you miss the day to day of Washington. What an absolute joke that is. An absolute joke. What a clown. You guys, the country is being stolen. It is being destroyed by those who seek to impose Marxism and communism on us. There is no more time. There is no more time to sit back and hope and pray that somebody else does something that will save the country. It's time for us all to stand up and push back in whatever ways we can, whether it's a podcast or social media or for God's sakes, finding out if your own elected representative is standing up and fighting back against this ridiculous culture, this ridiculous tyranny that the Republicans refuse to fight against. If your representative is doing nothing, then boot their ass. Get them out. You should be emailing them, calling them all the time, asking them, why are we not doing anything about this? What's going on? The country is being turned into a banana republic. We are turning into third world Soviet Russia. We are living 
in a police state? Why are you allowing the left to pervert and subvert the Constitution and pervert the law in this country and completely mangle the entire system while we sit back and do absolutely nothing? Why are we allowing that to be going on right in front of our face while we all sit back and shake our heads like, what the hell is this? We are doing nothing. Our Republicans are doing nothing. We need to hold them accountable to save this country. We need no more talk, no more sternly written letters, no more of that crap. We need action now. The law is being violated. This country, this constitution is being perverted. It is being subverted. They are disregarding all norms of the law and justice system. They are subverting the entire system to impose tyranny upon us while the Republicans sit back and do not a damn thing. We are living in a police state. And I ask you this, I ask you this, what is your red line? What is it? What is your red line to stand up and push back against this, to hold our elected representatives accountable? And I don't care if you're a Democrat, an independent, or a Republican. I don't care. Do you seek to live under a Marxist communist government? Do you seek to live under tyranny? Open your eyes and look at what is going on. Look at what the left is doing, the uniparty, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. Look at what is going on. There is no more time. It is time to stand up now. And so I ask, what is your red line? What is it? What is your red line? As we've seen the destruction of the family. I mean, every Democrat in the damn world right now is running around saying, these are our kids. These are America's kids. we They're all of our children. As they're all claiming ownership of America's children as if it's not their parents' children. They seek to destroy the family. Because like all Marxists and communists, they need you to believe that they are God. That the country is the motherland and the fatherland. That God it does not exist. That they are God. The government is God. And the government are the parents to the children. There is no Marxism or communism without the children. They must get the children. They must separate the children from their families, from their parents, as if the government has any possible way to care and love for a child more than their parent does. And this is coming from the same damn government that says we should have abortion all the way up to the ninth month and passed it in some instances, which abortion after birth is called murder, you freaking morons. How disgusting and depraved can people get? But we also see as a product of many of the social policies that came from the civil rights movement, fatherlessness, which in my opinion is one of the biggest problems in the United States of America. Did you know pre-civil rights movement, 20% of black children born in the United States of America were born to fatherless homes? 20%, 20%. Contrast that to today. 70% of black children born in the United States of America are born to fatherless homes. They have no strong male role model in their life. Not to mention the fact that strong men are being torn down in this country. It is the expressed intent of the left to tear down strong men. They do not want masculinity. They want to strip you of that. They want to put you on hormone blockers. They want to cut your penis off, make you run around, act like a woman, pretend to be a woman. They've destroyed anything positive that even looks like masculinity, that femininity is the way to go and that you'd think that that would then benefit women. But sadly, that hasn't happened either, as they've just said, well, men can turn themselves into women and that men are better at being women than women are, which 
How in the hell does that work? I, I tell you this. I, I say this to my wife. The closest thing to God that exists on this planet are women because they have the ability to grow, nurture life within themselves and then give birth. Men can't grow life inside of themselves. The closest thing to God on the planet is women. A woman can take a little tiny little seed and an egg and turn that into a human being, a fully functional, fully developed little tiny little human being. It's really remarkable. And you don't really appreciate the true miracle that it is until you have children. And I know that because, well, I felt that way. I even saw my mom have, you know, I was old enough to understand what was going on when two of my brothers were born. And I didn't fully appreciate the miracle that that was. I loved having brothers. I thought it was going to be amazing that I was going to have brothers. But I didn't truly understand the miracle that is women until I had my own kids. And I was blessed with the two miracles that I have that God trusted in me to steward two of his children during my life on earth, to teach them, to guide them, to be their father, to be a strong male influence in their life. And fatherless homes is an epidemic that plagues this country as it's growing amongst all races and all socioeconomic backgrounds. Fatherlessness growing in unbelievable numbers as the left and culture seeks to destroy the family, destroy the value of the family, and incentivizes independent moms, single women. This has not just, and we've talked about this in past episodes too, single moms haven't just been culturally pushed by the left, but they've been financially incentivized with the government programs that they have created that incentivize women to have more children out of wedlock out of marriage with no father in the home. And that is essentially the manner in which they get income. In my personal opinion, I think we should be much like Hungary has done once they got rid of George Soros, sorry ass, and they fixed the border issues, much like the border issues we have here, much like the immigration problem that we see in France right now that George Soros created throughout all of Europe, where Europe is Europe did the same thing. They brought in millions of immigrants and didn't assimilate them into their culture because of George Soros pushing George Soros policies because George Soros seeks to have a global regime with the World Economic Forum that is the authoritarians of all life on the damn planet. You will own nothing and you will be happy because they will own it all. So fatherlessness is an epidemic that plagues this country. And Hungary has just recently put in policy that encourages families. And Donald Trump has talked about some of this stuff. Policy that encourages families, that encourages people to have children. As we see this culture having less and less children, less and less marriages. And as you look at what the left does, they push abortion. Well, that's death. That's killing babies. As they push the LGB so-called TQ agenda. Well, uh, people that are in homosexual relationships can't have children. At least not uh, naturally. They can't have children. They need somebody else's children. Sound like some stuff they've been chanting at pride parades here recently. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. Yeah, we know you're coming for our children because you can't have your own. And look, if you're gay and you want to get married, good on you. Fine. Do your thing. You know? I I don't really care, but leave our effing children alone, you disgusting pedos. And I understand that it's not the whole LGB so-called TQ community that's, that's doing this. I understand that it's portions, but the other sides of that movement 
that do not believe in these things, you need to have the courage to stand up and push back against those people and say, they are disgusting, they are wrong, and this is not moral. We are not trying to, and we don't want to indoctrinate, we don't want to groom children to do this. We don't want to sexualize children. The other side of the LGB so-called TQ community needs to stand up and push back against this disgustingness. And I say so-called T because the trans issue is it's a total it's a total red herring lie. And here I'll prove it to you. I'm a man. I have a penis. I want you to call me he him. Okay, no no no, actually, sorry. I'm I, I just got something that hit me. I feel a little bit different right now. Uh, so I'm a woman. I'm a woman and I want you to my, my pronouns are she her now. And you're going to call me that. And if you don't call me that, then I'm going to attack you as a bigot. And in some states now, I can actually attack you legally for not using my pronouns as if they're written on my bleeping forehead. How stupid are these people? But this is Marxist communism culture at its best. They seek to take grievance groups, create as many grievance groups as possible, anger them and separate and divide them as much as possible to create their cultural revolution. So this is what the left does in every way. This is why they play identity politics. They seek to individualize you, grievance you, piss you off, make you believe that the entire system is set up against you, and then they seek to have you be the soldiers in their revolution. I mean, we just saw the affirmative action thing go down, okay? You guys, this is what conservative... I'm (laughs) Uh, conservative acts. Affirmative action. We saw affirmative action go down and God bless the court for doing that because all affirmative action was, was a lowering of standards. This, uh, the same community, the same people that tell you that they care more about the minority communities than anyone else in the world. Those same people who believed in affirmative action so much, and maybe at the beginning, affirmative action had good intentions. But those same people are now running around saying, well, without affirmative action, the black community's done. They can't compete. Essentially saying the black community is too stupid to to, to be successful on merit. that, That is an unfathomably racist thing to say. I can't even believe that somebody would say that. Look, you wonder why. They create affirmative action. They lower standards so that then they can use skin color to discriminate, to choose who gets into universities, who gets jobs, all of this stuff. They lower standards. And then the schools in those communities, in minority communities, start failing in massive, massive ways. I mean, unbelievable ways. There are some schools in these urban areas that almost no child is proficient in math and writing and reading. None at any grade level. And yet they contend this is their excuse. Okay. They use affirmative action, drop the standards. Then they use the education system for little indoctrination centers where they don't need to teach anybody anything. And then they get, they, they create these little activists and they send them out into the world, despite the fact that they don't teach them anything and they don't teach them anything because they don't want them to learn anything. They don't want them to know how to think for themselves. They don't want them to know how the actual history of the country. They don't want them to know how to do math. They don't want them to know how to read and write. They don't want them to create ideas on their own. They don't want them to analyze the ridiculous bullshit things that the system tells them because they would see that it's all a fraud. 
So they use affirmative action to hold down minority communities, the soft bigotry of low expectations. They reduce the standards, the expectations. And then when they do that in these failing systems that they've created, then they create affirmative action and they allow people to be chosen by their skin color. And then they stand up as if they're the champions of those communities, as if they're not the ones who created the systems and are responsible for the education systems that have failed those same minority communities for decades and decades and decades. Affirmative action is a farce. Black people, Hispanics, Asians, Indians, purple people, polka-dotted people, they're all as capable as each other. And education is the way out of poverty. But they destroy the education system because they're Marxist communists and they destroy. That's what they do. These people are unbelievable. I'm so far off the script. It's just an abject disaster at this point. Okay, you guys, there is <sighs> one of the big things that they do is just an attack on masculinity. And, and think to yourself, why would they do that? Why would they not want masculine men? Well, masculine men tend to have strong principles. They tend to believe in traditional beliefs and values like the, a man's role in the family and women being motherly and acting with standards and acting with a a certain level of class and dignity. And there's a certain set of morals and values traditionally that come with masculine men who are chivalrous. They, They have sought to destroy all of these things. They've even created a term for it. It's toxic masculinity where men are too aggressive. Well, I hate to tell you, but it's been aggressive men that have created and led the most successful empires in the world. And that's not to say that women haven't played significant roles throughout all of history. I just told you, I just, I just told you recently, like a couple minutes ago, that women are the closest thing to God on the planet. I mean, because let's be honest, most of these powerful, aggressive men that have been in in charge and, and been in power in many instances throughout history many of them were controlled by their wife. Their wife was the one who they consulted with the most, who they took the most advice from. They had the deepest conversations with, but they seek to destroy masculinity. They want weak men. And why is that? It's easier to take over a culture. It's easier to take over a country if you have weak men. Because when you find yourself in culture wars or actual wars, who goes and fights those wars typically? Men. Men do. Strong men stand up and say, No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Remember, I've said this in the past. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And the cycle goes on and on and on. We've created a lot of weak men. And this is very expressly intentional by the left. Doing this, creating weak men, stripping our boys, our young men of their masculinity, telling them to be victims, to run around whining and complaining all the time, to expecting things to be handed out and given to them, telling them they don't need to work for anything. The government is your daddy. It'll just give you everything. Don't go back to work after the pandemic. Just stick your hand out. And let big daddy government give you some money. Let big daddy government take care of you. And of course they would want that if they sought to change the culture, if they sought to change America to a communist hellscape. Because when the government is responsible for feeding you and your family, well, you're going to do most of what they say because if they take that away from you, you don't want to starve. 
And you definitely don't want your family to starve. They seek to destroy masculine men and create weak men because they are easier to manipulate and they are easier to take over, to run a cultural revolution with weak men. I mean, and then, like I said earlier, the the, the party of the left that used to be all pro-choice, but we should have as few abortions as possible, is now like, oh, go have as many abortions as you possibly can. See how many babies you can kill. Let's do it. The same people that say, oh my God, we went on a scientific expedition to Mars and we found some bacteria. We found life on Mars. Can you believe it? The same people that say that will tell you that a baby with a heartbeat is not life. It's just a clump of cells. But that's life on Mars, that bacteria out there. But that that baby right there? No, 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 no. That That's not life. Oh, oh, that's interesting because the single-celled organism is is life, you, you claim. But then this really complex uh, little bundle of cells here that has like a DNA structure and chromosomes and all this complex organisms within itself, this this actual life, living, breathing, heartbeat life. No, that's that's not life. That's that's not that's not life. So they say I think they're full of shit. I don't know about you. I think they just want to see things die because they're destroyers. They're anti-human. Uh, this is why they scare the hell out of everybody out of everybody with climate change stuff. And they prevent people from wanting to have families and babies because, well, they hate humans. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't just say that because, well, that's the conclusion I came to. In fact, like these are things coming out of people's mouths at the World Economic Forum. They want to drastically reduce the population on Earth because of climate change, despite the fact that there's been studies done that over, since the Industrial Revolution, climate change has increased the temperature about two to four degrees Fahrenheit, which keep in mind, we're also in kind of a cooling era of the Earth's history. So inherently, it kind of made sense that things were going to get warmer just naturally on Earth. Okay, so anyhow, that very little impact has been had on humanity by those temperature rises. This came from Biden's own government studies. And then they looked at the next hundred years and what would be the impact of another two to four degree impact on society. And it was nothing, almost nothing, 0.005% impact the previous 100 years and 0.0005% impact the next 100 years. So it's all lies. It's all lies. And that's not that's not an accident either, because sadly, what we are going to find out as we go through all these social cultural lies is that the communists and the Marxists have set this up so that even if they get caught in their lies, they're going to win either way. This is why the only way through this is for strong, principled, valued Americans to stand up and tell the damn truth. And it's not going to come from Washington. It's going to come from you and I. We are going to have to stand up and say, you will no longer do this. You will no longer lie to us and play these games with us. You will no longer spit this nonsense to our children. You will no longer do this. This is not your country. This is the country of we the people. And we stand for the truth. We stand with God. And we stand with the Judeo-Christian principles that this country was founded on. That's what we stand on. And that's how we're going to make our decisions moving forward. Not from you clowns in Washington, D.C., who every single one of you has a corrupt ulterior motive. Maybe but 20 or 30 of them up there that actually seem to be doing the Lord's work, trying to tell the truth, 
trying to expose the truth against the entire system and the entire machine. Moving on in the notes here. But, well, we just saw them also here recently, since I'm moving on in my notes here. We just passed the NDAA, which the Republicans caved again on getting rid of a bunch of this woke stuff, but the woke stuff destroying the military. Biden just had to mobilize 3,000 inactive reserves. So these are people who have gotten out of the military. They did their time and they said, no, I don't want to go do National uh, National Guard or anything like that. I'll just be on inactive status. We are so short in our military because of the wokeism and the CRT, the critical race theory and the diversity, equity and inclusion, the trans agenda and all this stuff being pushed in the military. We are so short on on soldiers, troops in the military that they had to pull up the inactive reserves to send over to Europe. And by the way, does it make more sense to send those those inactive reserves to Europe or to the damn southern border where we have an invasion of largely military-aged men coming across our border who we are vetting in no way, shape, or form, which is dramatically increasing the amount of human trafficking, child trafficking, and sex trafficking. As we just saw the movie The Sound of Freedom smash hit in the box office, despite the fact that all the liberals can't stand it. They can't stand it shining a light on this issue. As we saw people on MSNBC and... CNN and the Washington Post and across every media, liberal media outlet you can possibly imagine coming out and slamming this movie, trying to call this movie QAnon conspiracy theories as these people defend the damn pedophiles. What does that tell you about the media? These are the same people trying to create terms like minor attracted persons, maps, to replace the name pedophile. They're defending pedophiles. Did you know the United States of America, and I think I said this previously, is the number one country in the world for pedophiles? And yet we have our our border wide open. Old Sleepy Joe operating George Soros policies with the border wide open, allowing this to happen as they've lost 85,000 children. And that's documented 85,000 lost. What do you think the real number actually is? As they continue to lie about every single thing they do and say. Just lie straight to your face, further withering trust in institutions, further doing it more and more and more by the day. And what is the impact of that loss in trust in institutions? Well, it's a destruction of patriotism and people that love this country. As the education system is teaching kids that capitalism is the biggest evil of all the world, while these kids are, you know, sipping on Starbucks and and uh, running around with an iPhone in their pocket. All products of capitalism, you bleeping morons. Like, wake up a little bit. Hey, parents out there, how about tell your kids when they come home indoctrinated from school that the products that they use on a daily basis, the luxuries they love in the United States of America, the lifestyle that they exist within only exists because of bleeping capitalism, you freaking idiots. I mean, so much of this is blame on the parents, many of them for just being asleep, asleep at the switch, just assuming that the education system had their 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 best intentions in mind, which I think COVID exposed a lot of this as parents were sitting at home listening to the cultural Marxists and the Marxist communist teachers from the teachers unions who have completely taken over the public education systems and have failed it in every way possible. And these parents sat at home and listened to the cultural Marxism being taught to their children. The absolute racial divisions being taught to their children. The diversity, equity, and inclusion being taught to their children. The pornography being taught to their children. 
And if you don't think these books are pornography, you are an idiot. If you don't think they are, go look at some of these books that these red states are taking out of libraries at schools, at schools, and this includes K kindergartens, elementary schools. Go go pick up one of those books and go take it home and read it to your kid. Read it to your grandkid and show them the pictures while you're at it as it's two young boys figuring out how to perform oral sex on each other as they illustrate that in the book. It's so foul, it can't even be shown on TV or spoken over FCC-regulated airwaves. But that should be in school? The absolute failure of American culture. The destruction of it attacking the children. And it kills patriotism, like I said. I mean, in fact, the AP just put out a story here recently saying that patriotism is dangerous. Did you know, did you guys know, that patriotism is representative of white supremacy, white nationalism, and racism? So... While these things are being taught in schools and in the American military, in the United States military, is it any surprise that data just came out year over year? Suicides in the military are up 25% year over year. 25%. Think about that number. 25% year over year. And by the way, they're not even talking to us about the reductions in military personnel from their air quotes, vax that they forced on everyone unconstitutionally. And I'm not even going to get into the boondoggle that that is. Just know that Ed Dowd, who I've talked about in the past, just came out with some new information that he got from the UK. The UK, who has a public health care system there, they have massive increases in disability claims. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable increases in disability claims across massive wide range of medical issues. And the only thing that changed, the only medical thing that changed over the last couple of years is they shot their whole public up with these mRNA vaxes. And I hate to say, I'm sad to say this, but I got tricked on it too. I got the first shot. I did not go back after it, but they scared me. I was concerned for people that, family members that I had that I thought could be affected because they were older and they had some pre-existing medical conditions. I, I was concerned and I got tricked. But I didn't go for it the second time. But I am the worst medical decision I've ever made in my life. I got their damn backs. I bought in to their fear mongering. And that's all this stuff is. So much of what they do is fear mongering to control you. They know that you're easier to control when you're fat, dumb, stupid, and scared. And I don't think I'm fat. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not dumb. Pretty sure I'm not stupid either. But they did scare me. And so one of the four, and I took their direction on the vax. I'm embarrassed, but I mean, I don't hide it. I just said it to you guys, however many people will listen to this, one or two or whatever. But still, this is this is the game that they play. They do the same thing with climate change. They scare the hell out of kids to get them to do what they want to do. The climate change agenda is an absolute joke. But while we have that stuff going on, we also see crime exploding. And you want to talk about just an abject lack of God and moral values, it's never more present than in crime, where, I mean, they have convinced large portions of the minority community that the system is completely racist against them and that they've been oppressed for years and years and years, despite the fact that they live in the most free country that's ever existed. And none of them were ever slaves and their grandparents, nor their great parents or their great, great grandparents. And no white person they meet was ever a slave owner. They've been convinced that the system is racist against them, which honestly, the most racist thing that the system had legislatively 
since the civil rights movement was affirmative action because it simply lowered the standards for minorities that allowed the government to pick and choose people by the color of their skin. But what it also allowed them to do is reduce the standards in those education systems for those minority communities, which ultimately taking away quality education is taking away your ability to get prosperity, to prosper in life. Because statistically, data shows us over and over and over again that the best path to improve your socioeconomic status, your socioeconomic situation, is education. But yet, those who believed in affirmative action are the same people that destroyed the education systems in large part in minority communities. Because in many of those minority communities, the left, the progressives, the Democrats, the communist Marxists, the same party who fought for slavery, the same party that created the Jim Crow laws, the same party of separate but equal, that same party has been in charge in many of these urban areas for decades upon decades upon decades. And the teachers unions are completely liberal and they're responsible for educating the children. So who's responsible for the failing education systems? We spend more money on education per pupil than any country in the world. The United States of America now ranks 32nd in the world in education. We used to be the marvel of the world in education. And now we suck because they're not teaching these kids. They're teaching them to be activists. They're teaching them to hate America. They're teaching them to judge people based on the color of their skin. They're teaching them that they're perpetual victims. They're teaching them to be weak men. And they're teaching them to be promiscuous, moralless, sleep with everybody women. And that that makes them strong. That makes them powerful. So how's that working out? Because uh, depression and suicide amongst young people is at levels that is are unprecedented. Unprecedented levels of depression and suicide and anxiety and a whole host of other mental conditions. But that also creates crime. When you teach people that they're constantly victims and there is no way for them to get ahead, why would they go out and try to earn anything if the system's just going to screw them one way or the other? They won't. So they teach, they're teaching kids, and in many ways, they're teaching minority communities which we see in these urban areas that, and and really it's not even just minority communities, it's people of all races, that if you want it, just go steal it because the system hates you. It's going, it's, it's oppressing you. You're a victim. If you want it and that other person has it, just go take it. Just go steal it. There's no, that's not morally wrong. So you see how Paul Ryan is leading the country towards bankruptcy one way or the other. His idea that we can just focus on uh, slightly lower taxes and we can, uh, you know, try to solve the debt problem and, and, you know, like maybe we can send some more jobs overseas and do some more trading with China and stuff. And and that'll that'll be that'll be great. You see how it's a, a failed idea. You see how we cannot and will not fix the United States of America if we don't fix our culture. It will always fail. I mean, I, I don't even understand, like, how dumb do you have to be to think you can just focus on economic issues and that's going to fix the country. At what point in time are we just going to be honest with ourselves and say, this is a shit show debacle that we have going on here. And we know that this doesn't feel good to anybody. None of this feels good. All the hatred and division and crime, none of this feels good. And we're just going to start talking about it and we're going to address it and we're going to fix it because we can't fix the problem until we address and recognize and identify the problem. But the Republican Party's not all the way there yet. They're not all the way there. They're too afraid. They're too afraid to go out and talk about the real actual issues. Too afraid. Um, as we see Christians in many ways being persecuted around this country for Christian beliefs. I mean, Jesus told us that 
in the end, they will persecute you for, for belief in my name. But that this is the time that you will that you will give the most glory to my name by continuing to believe in me even through your persecution continuing to believe in Jesus despite the persecution despite the attacks from the deep state believing in these principles creating more believers spreading the message of hope and honesty and truth and light that God is that the Lord Jesus is but, it, you know, it's not just theft that we see on the crime issue. It's that when we do see crime occur in these cities, these Soros-based prosecutors that seek to destabilize these areas, they provide no punishments. And, and many times we see that it is the same people committing the vast majority of the crime. And did you know that the black community makes up, black the black Americans make up 14% of the population? 14%. Yet... 60% of murder victims are black and 93, well, there's a couple places you can, 90 to 95% of those black murder victims are killed by other black people. So we're talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands of largely, most of these uh, murder victims are young, of young black people, mostly black males being killed yearly. And yet any liberal that listens to this podcast or anybody who hears this is going to call me the racist. I'm the racist because I'm simply pointing out the fact that we have way too many damn black people dying, that the education systems in these areas are failing, that the economic structure based on many of the social welfare programs that have been created, that, that created, that prop up many of these communities, that they have been tied to and put under the thumb of government, of the Democrat Party, that it is failing them in every single way possible. And me saying these things out loud, trying to say, we need less black people to die. We need to save people's lives because everybody's life matters. Everybody, every single human being, every single person is God's creation, is God's child. And that life matters in every way possible, no matter what, no matter if you're a man or a woman or if you're white, black, purple, green, polka dot, none of it matters. You are God's child, God's creation, and you matter. And your life matters because of that. But they'll call me a racist. And me saying, you are just as smart. Minority communities are as smart as any other people on the planet. Being smart has nothing to do with the color of your skin. Nothing at all. But they'll call me racist for saying, the education systems in these areas are failing. We need to fix this. We need to fire those teachers that are failing to educate their students. We need to understand why in the inner cities where the most money per student is allocated for education, why they have total lack of resources and they're not being taught and their their testing is awful. They're failing these schools are failing these kids in every way possible, and we need to fix that. But they'll call me racist for that. They'll say he's a racist. Listen to this guy. They'll say the same words. Oh, he's a white patriarchal figure. He believes he's a white national, white supremacist. That's what they'll call me. Even if I wasn't white, they'd say I was the patriarchal figure, the brown face or the black face of white supremacy. That's what they call me. Anybody who disagrees with them, they call them names. We have to stop giving a shit about what names they call us. Screw your names. We won't play your name games anymore. We don't care. We are simply going to stand up and say the truth in your face. And you defend it then. You defend against the facts. You defend against the truth. And as you lie more and more and more, 
We will continue to shed light and tell the truth about real solutions. And you keep lying. See how that works for you. God is the light. God is the truth. God shining light on evil, on the darkness is the solution to our problems. It is our hope. And it's no wonder that kids across this country are so lost and empty and hollow as we see Hollywood and the elites and the stars as they run around teaching young girls that they should basically get naked, take pictures of themselves and put it on social media because that makes you powerful. That makes you a powerful woman. You should object you should objectify your body and subscribe to vanity because that's power. That's that's feminine power. You should go out and sleep with as many men as possible because men do it because that makes it okay. Well, it's just as wrong for men to do it as it is women. There's a certain level of commitment and morals and values that you have that you don't act those ways that you want to save those types of things for your wife or for your husband, for that special relationship that God intends for us to have, that he talks about in the Bible over and over again, as men and women being the yin and the yang of a circle. The circle is not complete without the other side. You have to have both pieces as they perfectly, perfectly complement each other in every way. Men's strengths fill the void of women's weaknesses and women's strengths fill the void of men's weaknesses. God's design is perfect. It is in every way, biologically, mentally, spiritually, we are designed to go together, to work together. And we are also instructed to love our neighbors, to love those around us, to share. If we are living in abundance, to share, but not, not in the sake of our morals. You don't share just for the the sake of sharing. You don't just give away handouts for the sake of giving away handouts. These things are intended to be done on moral principles. You give away handouts as you incentivize the right things to do. People who are doing the right things, we incentivize to give to those who follow God, who do the right things, who operate with morals and values, who are kind to others, who seek to solve the problems, not to just take from others. This is not the solution or the intended purpose of charity. That is simply taking advantage of it. As we see Hollywood and those who, I mean, they create and build as many treasures on earth as they possibly can. They have more than anybody could possibly imagine. And they preach down to us these things that are destroying our culture. They tell us that there are no men and women. Everyone's the same. There are no genders. As they they do drugs and they tell children in their in their music and in their movies and in their TikTok videos and on their social media posts, they encourage kids to do drugs. As we see 70,000 Americans a year dying from fentanyl overdoses, 100,000 Americans a year, mostly young people, dying from drug overdoses. In Hollywood, hey, go do drugs. It's fun to get high. Feels good. Go have an orgy. Oh, it doesn't matter that you're underage. It doesn't matter that that other person's an adult. None of these social norms matter. There are no social norms. Go have orgies. If it wasn't good for you, why would it feel so good? Huh? How could it be wrong if it feels if it feels good? Well, the devil is pretty good at luring us to committing sin. And he didn't get good at that by luring us with things that feel bad. And this is coming from somebody who's an addict, recovering, been sober for quite some time now. But I know what it feels like to be addicted. I do. 
I took opiates. And yes, they made you feel awesome. I constantly told people, you don't get addicted you don't get addicted to drugs because it makes you feel bad. You get addicted to drugs because it makes you feel good. But inherently what you find out about yourself when you go to try to solve that problem is that that artificial good feeling that you're trying to put inside of yourself, it's because you're lacking. You're lacking something mentally, spiritually, often spiritually. You're lacking a relationship with God. And there's a hollowness that comes with that. And that hollowness in American society is being filled with sin. We're not turning to God. Nobody's encouraging. Nobody in the mainstream is encouraging us to turn to God. They're encouraging us to turn to sin, to objectify women's bodies. And then when we have somebody that's really fat, then they tell us, well, that's that's fine. That's healthy. Oh, no, Lizzo, she's healthy. Don't mind the fact that she's at risk for heart disease and a million other comorbidities because she's obese. And in many ways, the obesity is a product of the medical system. The food that we eat is packed full of garbage and sugar, as the federal government told us for years and years and years that we needed to try to eliminate fats from our diet. But they told us, to, oh, eat as much sugar as you can. That, that's good. That's, that's good for you. And turns out the sugar is what's killing everybody, as they are still telling people that Lucky Charms are more healthy for you than a filet mignon. So the food makes us sick. Then we go see the doctor so that then we have to pay the doctor to go see the doctor. The doctor prescribes us a medication that has a zillion side effects so that the pharmaceutical company gets rich because now you're buying their pharmaceuticals, but you got a bunch of side effects because of the pharmaceuticals that they put you on. So then you have to go back to the doctor again to pay the doctor again so that the doctor can give you another drug to deal with the symptom of the previous drug that they just gave to you. You see the vicious circle that gets created here where the healthcare system has zero intention of actually making you healthy in the food has zero intention of providing us nutritional value. It's in all of these systems, medical system, pharmaceutical system, and big food are all collaborating together to ensure that this vicious circle continues. And why do they do this? Well, one, because nobody has stood up, called the truth out against them in any large way and pushed back against them. But they do this for the almighty dollar because they have all subscribed to the same sin that... Paul Ryan and the globalists subscribe to, which is worshiping the almighty dollar. You can only worship one master. God tells us that. And they have chosen to worship the dollar. And we wonder why American culture is failing. I mean, Demi Lovato just put out a pro, it's not even a pro abortion song. It's a go have as many abortions as you want. It's a sleep with whoever you want as many times as possible. It's go do oral sex on everybody and then go have as many abortions as you possibly can because she fundamentally doesn't understand what the Dobbs decision did. She lives in California, okay? The Dobbs decision in California ensured that you were going to have more access to abortion, not less, you freaking moron. As she runs around telling little girls in these songs because somehow society has gotten so warped and messed up that Demi Lovato is an idol, a false idol for young girls, and she's running around telling them to have as many sexual partners as possible. Um, Unbelievable. And then go have an abortion. Go kill the baby. I mean, unbelievable. uh, Unbelievable the debauchery that we have gotten to. You guys, depression in women, as we talk about this, because women were told that, oh, this, this feminist movement, this women's empowerment movement, this is, you know, this is what's going to create happiness for women. This is the future. Well, since 1970, depression in women has increased every year. It's gotten worse as this has gotten pushed further and further and deeper and deeper into culture. So that ain't working. But why is that? Is it 
potentially that women have been completely pushed away from the morals and principles taught in the Bible that in many ways talk about women and the most important job, the most fulfilling job they will ever have is being a mother, is actually doing something that is so inherently instinctively built into you that women who have never been around babies have kids and for whatever reason just instinctually know what to do because God built this programming into us. Having children is beautiful. It is the most satisfying job I will ever have. And my wife would agree with that. It is the most difficult job and most frustrating at times too. But you remove that from so many women as we've seen the birth rates decline. We've seen marriage rates decline in this country since the 1970s, since the civil rights movement. Those numbers all directly correlate to the depression levels in women, the suicide rates in women, their lack of happiness. Of course, it's all tied together. Of course it is. The culture has destroyed Judeo-Christian principles and morals and values. The culture is destroying the family. The culture is destroying patriotism. All the things that make us happy, that make us feel good, that are positive things, the culture is destroying. The cultural Marxists are attacking it. They want to take away your gas stove. They want to take away New York pizza. They want to take away your air conditioner. They want to take away your, your gas vehicle. They want to take away... Every single thing that gives us the modern lifestyle that we have in America, they want to take it away. They seek to destroy happiness. They seek to destroy our culture. They seek to destroy America. They seek to destroy humanity. They are fundamentally anti-humans. Go listen to the things that the elites are saying, the people that are controlling everything. Go listen to the World Economic Forum. They will make the Nazis Hitler, Stalin, Lenin, Mao Mao Zedong, they will make them look like a drop in the bucket if we don't stand up and push back against their culture right now and say, no, we will no longer stand for any of this evil godlessness. We will no longer allow you to do this. I'm telling you right now, they are going to make the most evil people who killed millions Tens of millions of people on this planet, they are going to make them look like nothing. They will kill billions of people. And that includes the assholes like John Kerry, who are running around the world doing private, private deals and contracts, putting America on the hook for these things, you and I on the hook for these things all around the world. Meanwhile, he's not been confirmed by Congress. Meanwhile, he doesn't have to tell Congress who his staff is. Meanwhile, he doesn't have to tell Congress or us, the American people, who are his effing boss, what deals he's actually signing. These people, if we do not stand up to them right now, right now, go get involved. Go get involved in your communities. Stand up against these things. Go get involved in your school board. Go find conservative groups. Go talk to people about God. Go talk about morals and values and having self-respect for yourself. Teach these things to your children. They are the most valuable commodity that we have, not only personally in our lives, but for this country. But it is up to us as parents to teach our individual children that we live in the greatest country that has ever existed on this bleeping planet. It is up to us to stop it. Washington will not fix the culture. I'm convinced at this point they won't fix shit. They are a destructive force, and the United States of America needs to be taken back from them. Or we need to get real involved 
and pay close attention to the people that we send there because there are still large portions of the Republican Party that have zero interest at doing anything to stop this cultural rot and to help turn America around to fix the problems that we have. And that includes the massive corruption and the fact that Washington, D.C. runs on money. That politics is how much money can you raise. And that is totally backwards from what this country is supposed to be. We need to reconstitutionalize and re-moral and value this country. We need to reintroduce this country to God, to the Bible, to principles of loving each other and caring about each other and doing everything we can to lift each other up. And that doesn't mean free handouts. Sometimes that's an encouragement that says, hey, you know what? Life's hard. It's going to be. You're going to fail. You're going to get knocked on your ass. You're going to have to get back up. You're going to do stuff sometimes and you're going to suck. You're going to wake up some days and you just ain't going to have it. You're going to lose. You're going to fail. You're going to find other people that are just better than you at the thing you wanted to be great at. These things are going to happen. Reality is going to slap you in the face. And sometimes helping people is saying, hey, drag your ass up off the mat, quit feeling sorry for yourself, and go back and work harder. That used to be America. You think that exists now? You think in large swaths of American culture, that mentality exists now? It doesn't even exist in our freaking military anymore. As I saw a fat, balding guy on a promo video for the army, a fat guy who couldn't even pass his freaking PT test in military fatigues and a little ponytail on top of his head, pretending as if we're supposed to think he's a freaking woman. And that, that, that culture, Paul Ryan says, can be saved with slightly lower taxes and reducing the debt. That's what Paul Ryan says. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Right. As this culture has been infiltrated in every way possible by the CCP, by the Chinese Communist Party, to enact many of the things that we are actually seeing today. A lot of the stuff that we see going on in the culture today, I genuinely believe is a psyop that the CCP picked up from different tactics that the Soviets were using. They are infiltrating our own government and using our own system against us. And we're allowing it to happen. And the Republican leadership for decades and decades and decades, they just sat back and did nothing. And they just let it happen so they could give you some slightly lower taxes. And maybe they could give you a few more dollars in your pocket. And maybe they would be as pro-life as they felt comfortable with and protect a few babies. Not all of them. As they allowed people like Margaret Sanger to attack minority communities as her stated goal and principle was to eradicate the what she called subhuman race of people. That's what she thought black people were. She thought black people were a subhuman race, and she placed Planned Parenthood in their communities with the expressed goal of eradicating the black population in America. That was her goal. And now they celebrate her because she gave a woman's right to choose. Uh, yeah, that wasn't her goal. No, that was not her goal at all. Her goal was to eradicate, eradicate, Minority populations. Absolutely. And why do the Democrats push this? Well, it's death. They, they're anti-human. Climate change. They Oh, climate change. We got to save the climate. None of the climate change stuff they're doing is about the environment. In fact, the solar panels and windmills that they seek to just shove down our throats, they're all made out of petroleum products, you freaking idiots. And the bearings in these windmills are so massive that they require thousands of gallons of lubricant 
Petroleum products, you freaking idiots. The solar panels can't even be made without petroleum products. And the minerals that they use to build the solar panels, they come from freaking China, you freaking globalist morons. What the hell are we talking about? What it, it, The United States of America has reduced our CO2 emissions, if you actually believe that that's what the problem is. they have re- We have reduced our CO2 emissions more than any country on the planet, and it's not close. We do it better than anywhere else. We have the strictest environmental standards. We do it better than anybody else. But yet still, they want to destroy your energy grid. They want you, they want to reduce your standard of living. The windmills that they want to sell to you, they are pieces of shit. They break down all the time. They destroy the wildlife around them. Also, they are so large and so heavy, they have to be started with a diesel engine. Just in case any of you are checking, diesel fuel on a diesel engine is a fossil fuel. You freaking morons. This is what these people are trying to sell to us. It's all lies. It's all lies. Every piece of it. There are no men. There are no women. That's a lie. We know that. Climate change. Oh, and notice about all of these things, they will never define any of them. What's a woman? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. What's climate change? Uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. What's an assault rifle? Uh... By, um, can you define it? Uh, uh, no. That is a fundamental. That, that's not an accident. They're not dumb in doing that. They, they do that on purpose. They don't. They won't define anything in clear terms. Listen to Corinne Jean Pierre at the White House. Does she define? Any, does she give any definitive answers? Of course she doesn't, because it's not an accident. It's not a bug. It's a feature, and it's a feature that has been used by communists and Marxists throughout all of human history. They don't define anything because that way they're never wrong. They've gotten the climate change thing wrong like a dozen times, right? Not to mention all these assholes that tell you that climate change is going to end the world. They all own beachfront property. And do you think they're doing that because they're taking one for the team? They want to be the first to know? Like, oh, we'll go buy all this beachfront property so that way when the oceans start rising, we'll be the first to know and we can sound the alert for all the people. No, it's because they know that the damn oceans aren't going to rise. They, they know this. Not in dramatic levels. They know this. It's all a bleeping lie. All of it. The same way our institutions lie to us and lie to us and lie to us. They know they're lying and This is why I say the communists and the Marxists have set themselves up so even if they get caught in their lies, they win either way. And this is where it's a tricky road for us to try. We're in a difficult spot, okay? But I say that they win either way because they either continue to tell their lies and people believe them and we continue this march towards Marxism and communism here in the United States of America as we find ourselves under this global authoritarian government that the World Economic Forum wants to create. So that either happens or we lose all trust in our institutions, which will create this thing. And if you go read about this, it's actually terrifying, called a low trust society. When when the people of a society don't trust anything that their government is telling them. And so inherently, when you don't trust anything that your government tells you, it crumbles and falls apart because nobody believes in the laws. They're like, well, why would we follow the laws? Everything else is a lie. I don't trust anything you're doing. I don't trust that there's going to be repercussions for this. I don't trust that there's not going to be repercussions for this. We can't trust anything. So in a low trust society, everything will fall apart. So 
the Marxist communists know and understand that they either can, they either continue to do what they're doing, which will destroy America, or they get exposed for it, create a low trust society, which will destroy America. So the only way through is the truth. It's God. It's hope. It's love. It's Jesus Christ. It is the teachings of the Bible. It is being honest. And that includes being honest when we talk about the problems. That's what it is. That's the solution. And I know that this episode is kind of a stomach churner. And I had to do it twice. Twice. And I'm almost at two hours here. And yeah, it wasn't any more fun to do it the second time than it was the first time. And the second time... I think was even more painful because I went a little bit deeper into some of this stuff than I did the first time. But point being is that you guys, to end this with a message of hope, I think God is waking people up and he is shining a light on the corruption. He is shining a light on the darkness, on evil, on those who seek to do harm to us and our culture and our children. He's exposing them. And I heard Glenn Beck say this the other day. And I, I think this is, it's a funny story. It's its a little bit funny, but I think it's true. The devil thinks he's won. He thinks he's right there. He's on the cusp of victory, but God is waking people up and he is shining a light on things. He is exposing the disgustingness that's going on in our culture and who is responsible for that disgustingness. He's waking people up. People are beginning to see the truth. He's exposing the frauds in the uniparty. That includes Democrats and Republicans who do not seek to help us and make this country great, who do not seek to follow the word of God, to follow the morals and values that helped create this country and helped make us the shining city on the hill. He's exposing them, but the devil thinks he's won. He thinks he's right on the cusp and the devil's gonna walk in, got a big party coming, He's going to walk in, he's going to turn the lights on, and God's going to be standing there. Surprise! The devil's got a surprise party coming, and he's going to walk in that door, turn those lights on, expecting his victory party, and gonna, and God is going to be standing there. And the devil's going to say, shit, I lost again. Forgive me for cursing. I apologize. I've done it many times. This cultural stuff really, really gets under my skin. And the just massive lies that they are telling, every single thing Joe Biden says is a lie. Every single thing, especially when you get on social media, there is not a single post that man puts out that's honest. All of it is a lie or a spin on the truth at best. But you guys know that we are waking people up. God is waking people up. And the way through this is God. It is the truth. It is the light because the light will always defeat the darkness. Always. That is our hope. That is our belief. Also in the fact that this is not our true home. Our home is in heaven, and we're temporarily here to do the best that we can to try to make this place as close to heaven as we possibly can. And the United States of America is far from perfect. But throughout human history, I would contend that the United States of America, as a large society, is the closest thing to heaven that's ever been provided as an option to people on this planet as a governing system. But the way through this, the way out, is God. Get down on your knees, pray to God. Ask him for wisdom, ask him for guidance, and then stand up on your feet and fight back against the evil. That is the solution. We can no longer take it. We can't be the kind people sitting on the sideline saying, well, I don't want to offend these people. They seek to destroy us. And in many instances, they seek to destroy us for our belief in God because it makes us dangerous. It makes us willing and capable of questioning the evil things that they do. And that scares them desperately. It scares them that we will go out and spread our message and make more Christians. It scares them that we will go out and make disciples. It scares them that we will go out 
and we will teach kids that there's another way. It scares them that we will go out and spread the morals and values that we have and that we live by and that we believe in and that that's a much more hopeful message than the death and destruction and negativity and hate that they see from the Democrat Party, from the Uniparty, from those who are mentally and spiritually captured by the devil, who are spreading this just awful, vitriol message of hatred and depravity and pedophilia, that empty feeling that can be filled by God. This younger generation that run that's running around more depressed than any generation in the history of the United States of America because of that empty feeling that they have inside of them. They know that something's missing. They know that something's wrong. They just haven't heard enough voices stand up and tell them what's wrong. And they are missing God. They are missing a relationship with Jesus. That is our path forward. That is our winning solution. Forget about the parties. Forget about the Republicans and the Democrats. Forget about that bullshit. It's not about that. It's about God. It's about doing the right thing. It's about having a set of morals and values and principles that you live by that you're not willing to break for any party or any donor. That's the answer. As we come together as Americans against this authoritarian regime, this police state that we're living under right now that seeks to destroy our freedoms and values, the answer is God. That's the hope. That's why I am long on this place. I do think we're going to win. I do because we fight with God and God doesn't lose. It doesn't mean that pain and suffering won't come along with the fight, but we will win. And we will all ultimately win in the long run if we give our heart and our faith and our belief in God, because eventually we'll all go to our permanent home, which is heaven. So there's nothing to fear in this fight. There's nothing to fear about getting called names. There's nothing to fear about the other side and their BS attacks. There's nothing to fear in any of that because we stand with God and we stand with love and we stand with hope and we stand with belief and we stand with a message that actually is a positive, hopeful message for the future, not a doomsday message. So guys, man, this is long. Woo! And I'm sweating my butt off in here in this hot office, standing here, screaming into this microphone. But guys, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, listening to me. I know this is a long one. You're probably going to have to listen to this in a couple of different, couple of different listening sessions, but please listen to it. And thank you for listening to it and tell others and talk about these things with your friends. Talk about these things with your families. Talk about this stuff with anybody who wants to listen. Talk about the issues. Talk about God. Have no fear in going out into the community and talking to people about God. When you're standing in line at the grocery store and somebody says, excuse me, or something happens, you're having a conversation with somebody, you give them a nickel because they were a nickel short. Tell them God bless you and God loves you. Sometimes it's small comments that change people's lives, opens their eyes up to stuff that they they didn't see for whatever reason. Sometimes it just takes that little trigger for God to open somebody's eyes. He just needs somebody to give them that little push. Be that person. Have no fear in talking about these issues and telling the truth. Have no fear in telling the truth. So thank you for listening. Please, please, please go talk about these things and be well. And God bless you guys. And God bless every single one of you. God bless America. And God love you all. And I wish every single one of you nothing but the best success and that we can help spread this message to save this country. So thank you again for listening. Sorry, you won't be seeing me on Twitter. I got permanently kicked off because I posted a tweet about the European Parliament COVID Summit 3, which pretty much exposes uh, Big Pharma 
for their COVID boondoggle that they've been working on since the 1970s. They had their first COVID vaccine patent in 1990. So go look that up. But yeah, Twitter didn't like me tweeting about that. And they didn't like my response for some of these doctors that I I said, if they got found guilty of millions of deaths that, you know, they should take a nice long walk to the gallows. If they got found guilty legally, Twitter didn't like that. So they permanently kicked me off. So I'm sorry I won't be... I won't be able to do anything on Twitter here, but you can still find me at the website, which is rwtrue.com. You can find me on Truth Social, which is rwtrue. And you can still find me on Facebook, which I don't do much of because I don't like Mark Zuckerberg uh, mining my data and having no idea where he's even sending my data to, which includes server farms in China. So I don't do much on Facebook. but uh, And I would encourage you guys to not do anything on meta platforms either because they're stealing the hell out of your data. Every single aspect of the data on your phone or whatever device you're operating from, they're stealing that and they're giving it to Lord knows who. So guys, go be well. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. God bless America. And always, always, always remember the road to progress is paved in facts. Boom. I love America.